Hello and welcome everybody to the AFL Fantasy Fanatics Round Review. We're recording live on Twitter on Sunday the 4th of June after the completion of Round 12, the first buy round of the AFL Fantasy season. I'm your host and AFL Fantasy Fanatic, Tim Guest. You can find me on Twitter at TimGuestAU. And joining me as always is Bales DT. Bales, mate, how was your week? Where are you ranked? Who was your plus or minus three? Yeah, Tim, I uh, hope you're doing well, mate. Yeah, not going too bad. Uh, it's funny, looking at my own team in isolation, I was fairly happy, but then looking at rankings, I didn't move up much, so I'm disappointed. Yeah, okay. uh, only about, only moved up about 550-odd spots, up to 8408, a uh, score of 1884, which I thought was good, but apparently mm-hmm. not, um, because uh, there's a certain player that uh, I'm sure we'll get to that I don't own that I uh, dislike very much at the moment, uh, and I think you should captain Tim. Um, but my plus three... Um, Tim, I finally did it, mate. I finally jumped on the speaker no train. Tim English, thank you very much. His high score for the year. So it's nice to actually bring in a premium and them actually go like huge for you when you bring him in. And shout out to Tim Taranto as well, who was my captain with that 130. Uh, negative three. Um, I'll probably give – I did the duo last week of uh, the Rat Pasta, and I'm going to do the duo of uh, – um, Zebul and Sheezel. So uh, the Sheezel or the Zebul or whatever you want to call I like it. it. Uh, the Sheezel. Yeah, the, the, it was the Sheezel today. Yeah. Um, or you could place it with an explicit word uh, at the start. But uh, yeah, they weren't very good with 60s. And uh, I'm sure that a lot of coaches will probably be looking at uh, moving them on maybe towards their buy with them having that round 15 buy. But yeah. That's how I went, mate. No dramas, mate. No dramas. Well, uh, let's now turn to uh, one of our guests. He's, uh, it's his first time on the pod. It's the host with the most, the uh, nicest or sounding dulcet tones, I think, on the podcast. It's MJ from the Coaches Panel. MJ, mate, how are you? How was your week? Um, uh, Tim, safe to say my fantasy weekend uh, went to the same levels of Tim Doday's. Uh, uh, it started well. And then a few minutes in, it all went pear-shaped from there. But that's what fantasy footy is, isn't it? You have great weeks, you have bad weeks along the way. So uh, I think I'm ranked just outside the top 10K now, so that's not horrible. But uh, no, uh, at 18.30, I think I'm on at the moment. So uh, captaining Laird this week didn't work out, but uh, that's all right. But definitely uh, do have Zach Merritt. So I uh, can't complain too much about that. Maybe the only thing that didn't go my way, there's a couple, but Greenwood getting injured is just bad luck. Oh, yeah. Coaches have that all the time, don't they? So uh, that's a little bit of bad luck. Uh, and then Sam Walsh is 55. So bad uh, premium scores in uh, are never great, but when you get them in a best 18 scenario, it, it certainly is, is further highlight, especially when they're more on the unique side. Oh. So look, not a great week of fantasy footy for me, but the good news is positioned well for the for the next couple of weeks yeah. of the buy. And there's been some great coaches that have had some really good rounds, which is fantastic to hear. Yeah, first week of the buy. It's a long way to go yet. Long way to go. And 100%. turning to our next guest, hat wearer and president of the Hay Traders, Canberra is a City 2 campaign. It's DC Caterpillars from Hat Chat. Uh, yeah, that's uh, not a title I've had before, but I'll definitely wear it. Uh, thanks for having me on again, boys. <laughs> How was your week, mate? Uh, yeah, it was okay, I think. It's, it's always a bit hard to tell with the buy rounds because, you know, everyone's got certain um, structures you know, quite quite different to others, depending on whether you back ended or front ended your your buys. I actually had the six premiums on my bench this week, which I think was probably a bit more than most, but I managed to move up a couple of hundred spots, so reasonably happy with that. Um, 
I'm looking at the scores, and at the moment I have uh, a different score showing in my overall rank to the website. So don't exactly know what I've scored, but I think it's 1869, yeah, which moves me up the 200 spots. And plus a negative three, I, I guess for me, it's probably merit in that last game was awesome. Uh, but then also brought in Kieran Briggs, um, oh, yeah. which was very, very what tasty. Is what even is a Tim English? <laughs> um, yeah. So, yeah, so I was quite happy about that today. And then uh, probably the negative three, you might, you might go to Chinkotta. Got quite excited with him coming back in this week. And he was the only player I had in that game on Friday night. And uh, it was quite disappointing. I was hoping to start with a, a 60 or a 70 that I could uh, bank in my best 18. Yeah, cool, mate. Cool. All right. Well, uh, turning to me, just a bit of an update. I actually I had a pretty big week. Um, so I had a 2066, which moves me up to 653. I think it gave me a round rank of 108. So I had a pretty big week, but um, I got some disaster coming because uh, I'm pretty light on for around 15. But um, well, I was just going to say, what an effort with only 18. You didn't have any scores drop off either, no. mate, and you had the 18. I, I had 21, and you had scored me only 200 points. I still can't wrap my head around that. But yeah, you, mate, good work look, I was um, I was heavily look. I had 16 primos. If you count Sheasel as a primo, um, so. Um, so yeah, I mean, I, I did expect a big score, but like I said, you know, I'm. I'm you know, I'm going to be in trouble. I could, I could even be heading for a donut in round 15. So we'll just have to see how we go. Um, but plus three, negative three. We'll start with a plus three. Look, uh, I will give a shout out to Timmy English, but Zach Merritt's going to get it. Uh, I had the C on him for the captain. So that was a nice, <laughs> yeah. uh, nice way to finish the uh, um, weekend. The um, and then with a negative three, um, yeah. I will then, um, actually, I mean, quick shout out, actually. Uh, kind of, uh, this is uh, kind of good news. Know, I've still I mean, got Bodie Cleland on my bench. And came in as the sub, <laughs> so he, he went from a red dot to a, a green dot, which I was yeah, pretty happy about, boys, but then yeah. he scored a negative three. So, uh, so, but he was on my bench, so he didn't even contribute to my uh, my 18, or I think that would have made, yeah, it would have ended up with 19 with him in the end. But, um, but yeah, I will give it to Rory Laird, uh, um, who on debut yep. uh, with the VC had an 81, um, but he was tagged, I believe. Is that right, mate? I didn't see the game. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I'll, I'll apologise on behalf of uh, Lady to you, Mum. I'm oh. sorry. He did get tagged, but uh, we'll talk about him. He's in for the long there, term. But... He's around 14 uh, primo, so I'm happy with him. But, uh, yeah, he's, he better lift his game. Otherwise, uh, I'm going to start giving you crap every week, mate. Oh, mate, that's right. I'll, 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 find, I'll find him in Adelaide and, and have, give him a talk yeah. to him and just say, mate, mate, Tim brought you in uh, last week. You've got to lift your exactly, game. Exactly, so. mate, exactly. All right, well, let's get stuck into these games, hey? So uh, Melbourne defeated Carlton by 17 points at the MCG on Friday night. It was a disgusting game to watch. Um, but just a couple of things to note. Paddy Dow came on as a sub, just a bit of an interesting one there. Uh, James Harms has also caught a one-match ban for a high bump. Uh, and Bowie uh, has sub- subsequently went out with concussion. Um, and, of course, uh, you know, we're going to see how that might have a, an impact on the Melbourne midfield uh, and whether Oliver comes back in this week uh, before they're around 13 by. But over to you, Bars. Yeah, well, uh, Simon Goodwood did come out after the game uh, on Friday and said that Oliver will be playing uh, at the King's birthday game. So he'll be back for anyone that did hold on to him or anyone that's maybe looking at him as around 15 target. You'll get a week to look at him and then and then he'll uh, have the week off again. Um, but yeah, this game, Petrarca, good start for any of those coaches that had him in a 118. He's looking very, very good at the moment. Be interesting to see how he continues to go with uh, Oliver when he's back. Uh, Gus Brayshaw, 89 as well. Not too bad there. Adam Chera was top scorer for the Blues with 111, so I know Doss would be happy and anyone else that's got him there. Um, 
Doherty with an 87, Gorn 87. Uh, but the first one I want to talk about was uh, Jacob Van Ruen, DC. So he's got a 77. So his cash gen obviously continues. He's going to go up about 25-ish K. Uh, I know you traded him, so apologies in advance for asking yeah, this, mate. But, uh, <laughs> sorry, mate. Um, but for coaches that got him, looking ahead to that round 15 buy when a lot of those round 15 forwards are on buy, is he a guy that you'd be happy to hold past the buy so you have that number in round 15, or is he still a trade at round 14? No, I think he's a trade at round 14, personally, unless you're hideously um, short in round 15. But, yeah, I, I think they're the, the perfect kind of guy you want to trade at the buy. They've cashed up enough, but probably not enough to do a, a simple one down, one up if you don't do it during the buy. So if you can string together a couple of those sort of guys in that sort of three to 400K price bracket, you can usually get yourself up to a premium. So I think that's a, a good one to make for the buy. Yeah. Um, Salem with a 75. So we're just not seeing these scores that we want to really have to, to look at bringing him in as an option. Uh, K Chandler, 80. So anyone that's still got him out there, that was a solid score, especially if it hit him and Van Ruin. Then also Judd McVee with a 68 was uh, really solid in this game. People thought maybe Kenny would go back into the midfield. Um, MJ with... Uh, a few of those injuries there, but only a 64. Uh, I know he's got the buy in round 15, but because we've got an easy buy, quote-unquote, would you be happy to move the goal like Matt Kenny on? Oh, yeah, absolutely. Again, everything's always team-dependent. Everyone's got different structures. Tim alluded to that earlier right at the top of the episode where he's really heavy of what's just happened over this past week, and he knows some pain's coming in the back end. We've been talking about, and I know you know you guys have too, just this inherent pain that is coming for us in round 15. So Matt Kennedy, for me, is someone that I look at and I go, look, he's not generating scores for you. He's also not really generating cash for you. And he becomes that really easy avenue out to get you to someone that's coming off the buy. And so it's always dangerous to go, yes, I must trade. Yes, I must keep. But Kennedy is definitely somebody that has all those variables that point toward if you are an owner in Classic, he should be strongly in consideration to be traded this week. Yeah, yeah, I completely agree. Um, but the guy that won't be getting traded, but I know you're an owner, um, MJ, was uh, Sam Walsh with a 55. He, I don't know about you, he just didn't quite look right. I don't know if he might have been like carrying something or maybe illness or something, but uh, what did you make of his game on Friday night? Yeah, to be fair, I think people that have owned Sam Walsh over the past couple of weeks have been more hoping for the DPP than anything else. But if you actually go back and watch some of Carlton's games over the past couple of weeks, you can see that the limited preseason is catching up with him. You can see that he isn't quite moving as freely and easily and carrying the ground and covering the ground the same way he always would. So again, you're not looking to move him on um, unless there's a significant injury that the coach comes out or he misses a game or something of that nature. But it's certainly frustrating for coaches when that happens. But you, you just get good scores and bad scores from everyone. Now, bad scores when there are 55 isn't great, but you're right. To the eye, just the watching the way he moved, uh, the normal um, getting into space, the normal combat- combative nature, the way he played, it just wasn't evident in that game. So owners are probably going to hope it's just one bad day. Um, but if you have been watching over the past couple of weeks, he, he definitely hasn't been at what we'd seen over the first three to four weeks when he came back from injury. Yeah, yeah, I agree with that. Uh, and then last two here as well, a few people, obviously, uh, Dees has mentioned before with uh, Chinkola 39. Disappointing that he couldn't bring in a good score, but uh, it was probably a good thing. At least he was a green dot, so it would have maybe helped some coach with a bonus sort of 39 points. And then Cosy Pickett as well. On your 28, so if you've still got him, he's definitely one you've got to move on because he just he's leaking cash and putting up really, really bad scores. So, um, so Tim, we move to the Saturday games. 
yes. All right. So let's move firstly to Port, feeding Hawthorne by 55 points at the Adelaide Oval. So just firstly here, Seamus Mitchell was a laid out with illness. So for coaches that have still held him, um, you should see him back next week. Um, also, just a couple of things to note here. Warple was the second highest Hawks midfielder with over 70% CBAs. Um, and also just keep an eye on Josh Sin, who's a rookie price mid forward who came on for Port as a sub. Yep, and uh, yeah, Josh Sin looked very, very good. So um, if it, whether he breaks into a, a very tough Port Adelaide side to break into at the moment is obviously another story. But looked very good, used the ball very well. So uh, looks he's, he's a highly touted draft pick, so we'll see if he gets a game um, in the best 22. But oh, MJ, I tell you what, as a non-owner um, for myself, Zach Butters, I don't know if you've got him, mate, but 129, he's looking every bit a top six forward at the moment. Yeah, look, he, he certainly is. I'm, I'm with you on the non-owner territories around that. But he's just doing everything well at this stage. He's getting into space. He's obviously got that midfield rotation clearly sewn up, impacting the scoreboard. You could probably argue this was one of his least damaging games uh, with just how he chose to use the ball, some of those positional things. But again, by quarter time, the game was well and truly over. I, I don't think you can trade into him at this point now. I think if um, you're, you're almost overpaying for him, um, certainly knowing that you're heading into a round 15 buy, no one should be considering a round 15 forward, barring the very rare elite that have somehow dodged the round 15 forward line bullets that we will all hit in a fortnight's time or so. Um, but yeah, he, he's been one of the picks of the season. A great reminder for us too, that when we know someone has pedigree, when we know, and I mean like historical scoring performance, we know that when they get a roll, they get a bump. It's a great reminder for us as we head either into the back of this year or future years, what happened with Butters. There was the narrative at the start of the year. There wasn't the roll, there wasn't the scoring, and then the moment it hit, sharp coaches jumped on it. So that's the learning for owners and non-owners to see those trends in the game, know the history, and then make the according moves, not just go, oh, who would have saw Butters? Well, we all did. It's just not everyone had the opportunity or, or the courage to jump on when he was the right price. Yeah, or in my case, not having the cojones to go and pick up Butters because I was uh, afraid he's going to get injured. But uh, he's been playing awesome so far. Uh, Connor Rosie, 121, was also another strong performer in a good matchup for them. Um, scrolling down a bit here, Josh Weddle, I was very happy owner to have that 80. Because um, he's on 20 at half time, getting to uh, 80 and 60 points a second, I'm very, very happy with. Good cash gen coming as well. Um, Dylan Williams, very similar with a 78, but he had a very big first half and a quiet second half. So, um, Will Day, DC, um, 70. A few people are talking about trading at his buy. If Pete Coates are going to have, obviously, a lot of plays this week, is he an option that could potentially go this week if you're in a luxury petition? Oh, I probably wouldn't be doing it this week. I'd, I'd maybe potentially look at it round 14 if, it, if he's one of your weakest players on the buy but you know we're just talking about pedigree there from MJ and and guys getting the right role he's still got the role um so the role hasn't changed his the the whole scoring in that game was pretty poor as well particularly the first half they barely touched the footy absolutely blown off the park so I think it was always going to be tough for any hawk to to score particularly well um so I'd just be a little bit cautious if they can get in a few more games after his buy. I can see him going on another run. But having said that, there's a chance he's also not top six in the defensive line for us. So if that's enough of a reason to, to trade him out for you, then I wouldn't talk you out of it. Yeah, 
Yeah. Um, Dylan Moore was another one I was looking at with that round 14 by for round 15, but only a 70. Maybe watch another week to see how he goes. Um, not too many more other relevant players here. Cam McKenzie, if anyone had him, uh, he was the starting sub, came on, uh, I believe it was uh, towards the end of the second quarter. Got a 50, so if you did have him, that might have been uh, very handy for you. And Ollie Lord as well, popular downgrade option, only 25 points. So not too big there. Um, and Tim, mate, we'll move on to the next game. Yep, so uh, West Coast uh, were defeated by Collingwood by 63 points. Optus, uh, I've got to say, it was actually the I think it was the first West Coast game I actually didn't mind being at this year. Um, um, Barras was laid out. Uh, then early on in the game, we saw uh, Jordan Ngoi uh, clean up Elijah Hewitt with a high bump, and we know now that he'll be out for at least three matches as he's been referred straight to the tribunal. Um, so Elijah Hewitt was concussed, will miss a week, as well as uh, Herney was subbed out early, uh, injured, uh, I think it was a hammy or something along those lines. So, um, um, But also just looking at that midfield group for the Eagles, it's, you know, Sheed, Kelly, Yo and Jinbia, that made midfield group and getting pretty much all the CBAs through there. Yeah, uh, just with Sheed, it's, it's uh, Tim, as a friend of the show, mate, it's, it's good to see him doing well, but we I think, a lot of people have said it. Why could he do this at the start of the year for us? <laughs> it yeah, would have been it's, handy. It's, I mean, it's curious. I mean, he was, well, you know, by the sound of it all, he was pretty fit at the beginning. I mean, maybe it was just obviously he hadn't played footy for a long time. It took him a while to find some touch. Um, I mean, this is certainly what I thought he was capable of. Uh, I mean, the preseason. Was talk- yeah, I was talking about him going, you know, he could go average yeah. over 100. Um but, um, yeah, it's showing it now, but, uh, you know, probably just not too many people have – he's really just not positioned right, you know? Yeah, only 5% ownership, so quite low. Uh, now, a bit of a shout-out. I feel sorry for uh, Jake, obviously, uh, from the Hatchat DC, uh, owning Liam Duggan. He's been a very, very good, especially the last two weeks, and been a very good differential pick over the likes of McGrath and that the people were looking at the start of the year. Another 137, but we'll be missing a week now with a suspension – um, so, yeah, unless they decide to challenge it. But, um, yeah, look, at this stage, we're missing a week. Uh, Tom Mitchell, 124, his high score for Collingwood. He was very, very impressive. Um, Nick Dacos, 114. We don't need to talk too much about him. He's just an absolute star. Um, three goals and, yeah, very, very influential. I'll tell you, Bales, if I can just interrupt for a second, mate. It's um, I got some fairly bad looks from my fellow Eagles members considering the amount of time I cheered every time that Nick Dacos did something amazing <laughs> and kicked a goal on the run from 50 or whatever it was, you know. like, uh, But, man, it was great to watch in the live, you know. Yeah, yeah, he's, he's, a, he's a star. Um, I've seen him twice already uh, in person this year, and, uh, yeah, he's just he's just so good. Uh, Tim Kelly, if anyone still has him as a bit of a pod, 112, be very happy with that. Darcy Cameron, now I brought him in, 109, very, very happy. Tim, I'm pretty sure you brought Darcy yeah, Cameron yeah, as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, MJDCD, the view guys bring in Darcy Cameron? I'm DC owner, and I think, DC, do you own yourself? Yes, I am. It's uh, solidarity with the DCs. Um, I'm assuming that we're all in agreement that so he's still a, a good option to bring in, even though he's got that buy in round 14, will be very handy, flexibility through the last sort of couple of well, buys. I mean, look, I think a lot of us brought him in for the matchup this week, but I guess this is the question. How do we how do we see his next couple of weeks? Well, I think you, you, it depends on a couple of things. One is obviously, are you playing the price versus output? Are you doing a fixture matchup? Or are you also playing the break-even game? Knowing that that round 15, we're all going to, 
feel some pain in the forward lines. The good thing about where he's priced and also with his fixture, look, Melbourne's not going to be easy from a ruck or from a key position forward perspective. Then they're into the buy and then round 15, I think they come up against the Crows. You could build a case very easily depending on what your plans are over the next three weeks. You can get him in this week equally. I also think he's going to be quite affordable heading into round 15. So I'm probably more of the opinion it was this week or wait to round 15 because obviously you've got that beautiful matchup that we alluded to that we all enjoyed that 100 this week. Um, but can you do it heading into round 13 and 14? Yeah, absolutely. You, you could do that, but I, I'd probably wait one more week, fix up the moves you need to make through the next couple and then jump on heading into round 15. Yeah. Yeah, I, th- I think he's, yeah, he's, he was obviously a good target this week. And I'm surprised that not more people uh, jumped on him. He's only owned by about 6% because I know Minimunk, uh, MJ, for about a month, a good month or five, six weeks, oh, was yeah. banging the drum saying, bring him down. I've been telling Minimunk, you just need to settle down, mate. We're all for helping the community. <laughs> but, but sometimes you make things very, very obvious. And he was there for multiple reasons. Nice matchup early. He provides versatility and flexibility through the year. And... He's at his price point to performance is massive and helps you with that round 15 buy. Like he's, he could not have banged that drum any louder for the community. So, uh, and if the monk is banging the drum about someone, you should listen. Um, yeah. Even even if it's just a little timpani kind of drum, like you've got to notice when people <laughs> like himself or Ritz start telling you something. So um, well done to those that jumped on. The good news, if you didn't, um, the, the boat certainly hasn't sailed. If you plan well over the next fortnight, you can get him at 15. Yeah, exactly right. Um, Alex Witherden, Tim, Shanahan, hamstring, he's out. Witherden got another 100. Um, is, is he Please an option? don't ask me. Don't ask me. I don't <laughs> like. How about um, Elliot Yo then, mate, if you don't want to talk about Witherden? Oh, How about Elliot Yo, mate? He looked, yes. he looked very, very good. Look, look, I, okay, I won't, I, won't, I won't pass the buck with Wither. Um, he's got to be an option. I mean, we know he can easily average 100 with Hearn out. Um, Oh, I'm just are these I'm, I think these were the kinds of players though that you might have want to have picked coming into the buys to set you up Not for your buy structure like I think the players that we want to be looking at now and you know I'm, I'm sure we're going to spend a few minutes talking about it at the, you know towards the end once we finish the games is we want to be looking at bringing the primos that have just had their buy um, so as tasty as someone as a widow as tasty as I think even you know a yo-yo's you know injury um, you know, he's, he's a huge risk injury-wise. Uh, as big as that is, he's still tasty with those CBAs. Um, but um, I think the easy part is is that we're probably not really going to be looking at players like this. Yeah. We, we were yeah. just talking about the round 15 forwards being a real issue. I, I think potentially some teams might have issues with round 14 defenders as well. Um, you've also got guys like Dacos, Sisley for anyone that held, Day, Dawson. Um, Dawson. So there's quite a few there that a lot of a lot of teams will have. And if you bring in another round 14 defender, particularly if you don't have more than eight defenders and have some DPP flexibility, you're probably going to be in a spot of bother. So I wouldn't recommend doing that. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so is it for coaches that aren't heavy DC, any interest in Wido or Yo? Uh, a little bit. Yo, I'd be wanting to see another game or two, maybe get on him after his buy if he gets through the next... Next game and looks good again, but just his, his body is is such a high risk at the moment. Yeah, yeah. Um, Jaden Hunt seventy eight, so another solid enough score for coaches. He can choose to make a bit of cash, so he can ride through to his buy. And if you you know uh, sort of got a few rookies, could even go past his buy. Uh, 
Jordan Degoe, uh, 50. I know Mitch from the Ball Boys brought him in. Um, that was just a really dirty hit, if I'm being honest. Oh. Uh, Elijah Hewer, I was actually really keen to watch Elijah Hewer and seeing how he's going to go in a, in a game, and, and it got ended early, um, sort of bad hit. So he'll be out for three plus weeks, could be four. So we'll have to see where that goes. But that's a force trade if anyone brought him in. But I really, to, yep. just as a, because that happened right in front of me pretty much. Um, um, the other thing that was really disappointing is none of the Eagles remonstrated with Degoe whatsoever. And it wasn't the only time during um, the game that that happened kind of thing where, you know, someone got roughed up and no one really went over to support their team. So I, I imagine that's going to get picked up. I know Will Schofield put a, a big tweet out that got a lot of um, a lot of uh, attention. So I, I, I imagine something's going to be said um, to the team during the week and yeah. we might see a little bit more hunger. Uh, uh, Hunger and anger and, you know, things like that from yeah. the boys. Well, I'll tell you what, though, the crowd didn't let him off every time Tico he touched no, the ball. No, the crowd, big yeah. Boo, yeah. Mate, the crowd took, you know, more, uh, yeah. more. Great, um, great crowds always over in the West, mate, always. So, um, Jinby, 58, uh, just sort of ticked the numbers over, so he'll probably be a, a popular um, move on at his bye. Um, Harvey Harrison that came in, he's pr- he looked decent when he got the ball, 54, so not huge scoring, but the fact that, Looks like McCreary's going to be out for a little bit. I know Johnson copped a heavy hit. He should be okay. Hoskin Elliott, uh, it, it sort of, we'll see if he comes back. He got a bit of a ankle tweak as well. But uh, job screen look, might look okay through the buys. So it could be a, a popular downgrade option for a lot of coaches to look to this week. Uh, and that is it. So we will move to the Saturday night games. Awesome. All right. Western Bulldogs were defeated by Geelong by 22 points at Marble Stadium. So here, Ed Richards did a hammy. So not sure how that's going to impact the Dogs' half-back line, maybe their midfield. Um, Looked also like Trelaw did a calf. uh, Going down the rooms, ditching his mouth guard, having a dummy spit, but uh, came back on, all strapped up and and proceeded to dominate. Um, But once again, in that CBA mix, um, definitely Liber, Trelaw, Bont got the most CBAs with McRae and Smith in really only kind of getting around about 30 33%. Yeah. Um, I'll tell you what, uh, I, I said it before, Tim English, I'm so glad I'm on the train now. Um, I I didn't watch this game, unfortunately, with the Crows, which I really wish I didn't watch that, to be honest. Um, but Tim English, uh, I might have to go back and watch this game because uh, 158 points, he's, he's just an absolute beast. Um, another 150K. So, yeah, just incredible how good he's gone this year. Caleb Daniel being a very good pod. If anyone jumped on him with another 136, three tons in a row, and with Ed Richards now out for a couple of weeks, that could be even better for um, a guy like Caleb Daniel. Uh, Trelaw still scored 130, even though he did go off with a, with an injury, but big scoring game for the Dogs players. So it looked like Dogs are back to their sort of uh, sharing best here. Liver 121, Bailey Dale 118. The Bont copped a bit of a knock. Did any of you boys actually watch this game? And because uh, apparently Bont had a bit of a hyperextension of his knee, so is he all good to go for uh, this week? Uh, he came back on um, and, and seemed to be moving all right afterwards. So sometimes it's just get get a little bit of a jab, restrap off you go. I'm sure the club will just monitor him through the week and see how they go, and if they need to um, give him that extra rest over the next couple of weeks, I'm sure they will. But no, he seemed to be moving fine and came back on all right. Yep. Okay. Perfect. Um, Tom Stewart, one fifteen, a good score and a good matchup. So back to back, one fifteen plus scores for Tom Stewart. Uh, Jack McRae, one hundred four. So if anyone jumped on him a ton, you'd be happy enough for that in a tougher matchup uh, against Geelong. There, um, Mitch Nevitt, ninety one, popular rookie. Uh, sort of a few people went there a couple of weeks ago. Ninety one. He was a sub uh, the week before, but ninety one, you definitely take. Uh, 
Bailey Smith uh, 90. So solid, solid enough. We probably want a little bit more from him. Did anyone get uh, the, the stats on the CBAs in terms of like McRae and Bailey Smith, what yep. their CBA numbers were? Uh, yes. So oh, I didn't uh, – well, I didn't actually – well, I did look at it, but I, I don't have the percentages. But like I said um, – uh, so Lib, Trelaw and Bond got the most, C- the most CBOs. I imagine it was probably, you know, 70%, something around those lines. But then McRae and Smith only got around about 30 33%. Yeah, so I've got it here. So there was 29 CBOs for the game. McRae, 11. Bailey Smith, 8. So, yeah, it was uh, clearly, obviously, Lib, Trelaw and Bond were the main three. So um, just keep an eye on that if you've got those guys in your team moving forward. Um, scrolling down here, a very popular rookie, Um Hoisin Source, DC. Um, it was a bit quiet with only 34, and apparently Holmes, Duncan, and a couple of others could be back after bye. Uh, I don't know if you brought him in, but for those coaches out there, is it maybe a bit of a nervous wait till round 14? Yeah, I did bring him in. Um, maybe a bit of a nervous wait, but I do think he, he looked good when he got ball in hand. I, I still think he played his role. He took the game on. He's got, got a bit of pace about him. Um, reasonably neat kick as well by the looks of it. So I think he probably holds, but it, it would definitely be a watch for sure. Yeah. And then, Tim, that's it for that game. We'll move on to, unfortunately, uh, the Crows game where they went down to the yeah. Suns. Gold Coast defeated Adelaide by 25 points at TIO Stadium. So good win for the Suns coming back from 35 points in the second quarter. A um, couple of things to note here. Tom Doty did a knee. In the first quarter, yeah. it's now been reported it's an ACL, uh, so he'll be out for, well, at least the rest of the season, if not maybe 12 months or so. Um, then apart from that, like I said, um, you know, Orland came on as a sub, which was nice to see a, a, a red dot rejuvenated, but I'll, I'll pass the rest on to you for this game. Yeah, uh, Jordan Dawson, uh, he's just, he's a beast. Uh, I still, it's still hard not owning him, but at the same time, I'm loving the way he's playing. Uh, he did turn over a few times, actually, but... Still very good, 128, uh, so I'm hoping I can get onto him uh, after his bye. But the one I want to speak about, Ben Keyes, MJ, 123, played that midfield forward role, got plenty of time uh, in the guts. With the Eagles coming up this week and the fact that he's going to be playing around 15, he's cheap. Is he an option for people to maybe move on to? He's an option to consider. Um, but I think that the key with someone like a Ben Keys is you've got to ask yourself the reason why has he had a role change over the past two weeks. And, and it's really, really clear. Um, Lockie Neal was someone they wanted to shut down and Matt Rao was someone that they wanted to slow his influence on the contest. When I look at uh, the upcoming fixture for Ben Keys, West Coast, the Crows would be definitely backing themselves in to win that in a head-to-head contest. And so the need for a stopper through the midfield isn't there. The reason I would have some hesitancy about Keys is uh, round 15, so straight off the bye, they play Collingwood. What's Ben Keys' greatest opportunity to do for the Crows in that game? To to lock down on Nick Dacos, um, or at least attempt to. And he did a relatively good job at Adelaide over a little over a month ago now. So so he absolutely is a consideration and an option, and he does look like he's going to present not just value for money based on scoring output historical in the past two weeks, but you've got to ask yourself, why has he moved in there? Has it been effective? And what are the club going to do? I think it's pretty clear. If you want to beat Collingwood, you've got to slow the impact of Nick Dacos. And uh, the Crows have someone that can do it. He's done a relatively solid job before. So is he a play? Yes. 
um, I'd be very, very hesitant to, to have a lot of currency and trust that he's the guy. It absolutely could work and he stays through the midfield, but I'm leaning that round 15 he goes back to half forward to tag Nick Dacos. Yeah, yeah, it's a good, very, very good point there, MJ. Um, no, Anderson, 109 for any coach that they've got him, be uh, happy enough with that score. Uh, Rory Laird, um, I'm sorry to anyone that brought him in this way. I know there were a fair few coaches. I know Tim, you were one. Uh, DC, did you jump on Laird this week? No, I did not. No, you didn't. Okay, good. Okay, good. I don't have to apologise to you because I feel like are you, you going to apologise to all the fantasy coaches that brought in Laird this yeah, week? Hey, yeah, yeah. Sorry to everyone. <laughs> I know. I know Luke from uh, Bull Boys brought in Laird this week. Uh, it was a very hard watch after quarter time. Uh, I completely forgot they did this last year, Gold Coast, um, when Laird went nuts in the first quarter against the Metricon midway through last year. I think Laird would have been on near fifty points quarter time. Swallow went to him. He only just got to a hundred. This game. He was on about 29 at, half, at quarter time with 12 touches and he got tagged and only scored, uh, what's that, 52 points for the other three quarters. So disappointing. He'll bounce back. Uh, great matchup this week. But, yeah, just very disappointing from Lady there. Um, you can still tackle, mate, when uh, you're getting tagged. Um, Wits, 76. Probably won a bit more from from the Whitler up at uh, Gold Coast. Uh, still had 48 hit-outs, but um, just only had the six touches. So that's why his score's a bit down. Matt Rao, a few people jumped on 73. Uh, he had a big impact on the game, just not uh, in terms of the scoring. He only had the 15 touches, but hopefully he'll be uh, good moving forward through the buys. Humphrey's been very, very impressive uh, for Gold Coast with another 68. Um, so, yeah, he's uh, been a great pickup for anyone that jumped on him. The Rat had a good uh, second half to get to a 66, but uh, Tim, are you still looking to move off of him next week? Mate, I got rid of the Rat Pasta oh. and Rochelle. I got rid of all of the stinking mess that was sitting in my team this week. Um, <laughs> so, yeah, it was Rat. Uh, yeah, so Atkins, Fiorini and Rochelle went out and I brought in Darcy Cameron and Rory Laird and Harvey Harrison. So I'm actually pretty happy. I'm happy with all those trade-ins. Oh, but there you go. Good for you there, Tim. But uh, And all D- those trade-outs. <laughs> uh, DC, have you still got uh, – well, I'll actually throw in a fear in here as well. Have you still got uh, one or both? Uh, I never had fear any, but, um, okay. yeah, I've got Atkins still. Are so. you looking at moving him on this week or holding him with all the carnage potentially in round 14, 15? No, I think he'll probably go for me this week. And the main reason for that is I'm, I'm still not 100% comfortable that he, he will be named in round 14. So – there's not much point in holding a guy for another round, and then if he gets dropped anyway, then it's it's not helping you at all. So I think with still those few question marks over his job security, I'd be thinking about moving him this week. Is that the same with Fiorini as well? Uh, maybe slightly less so for Fiorini. I feel I don't know personally. I feel as though he's probably a bit more entrenched in the side, but he's certainly not uh, you know one of their top ten players or anything, is he? So yeah, if, if he's your your biggest issue this week, then yeah, I think you can move him on. Yeah, uh, I'll tell you one guy that can move on though is Will Power. Uh, he's been very disappointing the last month, 79, 67, 44, and now another 55. Gold Coast have gone less of that chip um, games, especially when they've been up in Darwin and it's been a lot more sort of get the ball forward. So, um, yeah, Will Power is a definite trade uh, if you guys have got him there. Peddler as well could be a trade this week. I've got him only 42. He's actually starting to leak cash now. I was thinking I could hold him past his buy for that round 15, but... Yeah, with a poor I score would there. Advise against trading him this week as they're playing the Eagles. Yeah, yeah, that's right. Yeah, uh, more for yeah moving at the bike as um yeah uh, not the scores haven't been in the last three weeks and then uh, Darcy McPherson as well 
only 42. So it'll be interesting to see if uh, coaches are going to move off him. I know Stato's still got D-Max. So it be interesting to see if he moves off of him. So uh, we'll move to the Sunday games, Tim. Well, before we do, just shout out to those listening live. If there is a player that you want discussed, uh, I mean, we will run through, obviously, trading targets, particularly uh, players coming in off the buys. But if there's someone you want us to run through, just post it under the space and we'll make sure we'll cover it off before we finish um, up tonight. Yeah, and uh, just for you guys, well, uh, uh, MJ, do you have to head off now? Have you got a few more minutes? Or? I've got about 10 minutes left for you. You've All right, let's get through, through these through the last game. two games Sweet. and then we'll let him go. All right, so GWS defeated by Richmond by six points at Giant Stadium. Uh, so in this game, Daniels did a hammy, uh, which brought Faye in as the sub, uh, although still not a great score, but he's still sitting there and hanging on to the edge of that team. Um, we're still getting used to the new Richmond coach, so have a look at that midfield mix. It was pretty much Taranto and Prestia at around about 70 to 80% C. And then it was Koch and Bolton at about 50% each. I think Dusty had a couple, but that was really it. There was no one else. Um, so, yeah, over to you, Bals. Yeah, Taranto, the guy, he's, he's, he's amazing. So good. Uh, he did his usual 23 points in the first half or 20 – so not in the first half, first quarter, sorry, or 24 points. But we all know that he does really well in the second half. 77 points in the second half. So he was very, very good with a 130 as my skipper. Um, now, Tim. I didn't yes. realise how cheap this guy was. Cullen Ward is 461k. He's got a 134. Um, break in with 74. You'd be able to move a rookie to mind. He's got the round 15 buy, but is there, and he's got a mid forward as well. Is there any interest but just due to how cheap he is? You I could pretty much get a red dot. Cannot bring, it doesn't matter how cheap they are. I cannot <laughs> bring anyone in for round 15. Yeah. Is, is, well, is anyone that's. MJ or DC, if even if you guys can or can't, if anyone can bring around 15 players, is anyone interested just due to how cheap Ward is and he's playing in the midfield? Zero interest to me. I think you've got to look at everyone, but I think um, most people have that round 15 pain. The only reason you don't care about that is if you're not playing for your overall ranking and you're just playing for leagues um, and you're looking for creative ways of generating cash. So he could be that. But the reality is when you look at what Ward has done, before this, he's only got one score over 81 all year. And in the past month before this, yeah, there's some vested games through there. It's 50s and 60s layered through. So it looks more of the anomaly, more than the normity. So for me, I definitely wouldn't be advocating for trading into him, both for the round and just the high risk. And also knowing there's some ripping options we're about to get that have just come off the buy. Yeah. Yeah, I, I just sorry, just sort of cheap price. I thought I'd, I'd raise up, but people shut me down. Um, I th- maybe feel a bit like Dossie there at the moment with a bit of a unique one, and people shut me down. Uh, Kieran Briggs, 117 DC, you'd be very, very happy with uh, the big man. Yeah, he's Sean Darcy 2.0. I think it, I said it on the pod this week. He reminds me so much of him. Um, very similar build, tackles really hard. Um, yeah, wins enough hit outs, and I think he's only going to get more ball around the ground as he as he continues to develop. So he looks one for the future, if not right now. Um, yeah, obviously disappointed that English dropped another 160 on my head, but was absolutely stoked with him. Is he still an option for coaches to look at? Oh, I guess kind of similar to the the previous comments on round 15. I'd, I'd be trying really hard not to make things worse for yourself um, in that round coming up, but... Yeah, I mean, I mean, price-wise, yes, I think he is. And the, and the role he's got, he's not getting kicked out of that side anytime soon at all. He was one of their best. Um, 
but I also wonder how you're going to get to him if you didn't do it this week and you had the Sean, Ar- the Sean Darcy issue. Um, yeah. maybe, most, maybe. most teams are going to have English and Marshall anyway. Yeah, maybe if coaches maybe held Darcy from last week, if they wanted to do other moves potentially. But um, but yeah, that, uh, most coaches would have. Yeah, it's about the only Darcy way on. I'd tick it off. I reckon. Yeah, yeah, yeah agreed. Uh, Stephen Canelio, one hundred and one, so just sort of ticking over another a solid score again. Uh, Tom Green was good as well, the one hundred and fifteen. Nate continues his own ton run with a uh, just getting to that hundred mark there. So uh, if anyone jumps in as a bit of a pod, you'd be happy enough with the hundred. Lockie Ash is an owner myself, very happy back to back 90. So after that 60 that he dropped, uh, when I could have grabbed Hobbs instead, uh, he sort of leveled Hobbs the last couple of weeks, which has been good. So uh, I've been happy enough with him. Whitfield caught a bit of attention from Baker, but still got 94. Had a big last quarter to get there as well. So happy with that. Uh, Himmelberg uh, played in defence with 91. And I know I would ask people about this, but I think that most people say with that round 15, it's going to be difficult to bring uh, these guys in. So he's very, very cheap. Could be one post buy if he's got that role. I'm just keep in mind the round 14 is a bit tougher for the defenders, though. Yeah, yeah. So it could be an option in round 15. Uh, sorry. Maybe. Yeah, no, maybe. he can't be because he's got round 15 buy. Yeah, potentially. Yeah. Um, Scott, and I think Callahan looks very, very good. He's been playing well. If anyone's held on to him this long, he's uh, put up some solid scores, playing more Actually, inside with Kelly. Yeah, I was going to say, yeah, a lot more inside. I thought he was really impressive. I, I think he's one to just put in the black book early for next season. If he can somehow get a permanent role in that midfield, he, he might be a big third-year breakout. He's got a lot yeah. of talent. Yeah, I'm very happy I've got him in my dynasty drafts. I'll be enjoying him for many years to come. Uh, Judson Clark's an interesting option for coaches to look at. 283k forward. Jep, Tim, spoke about him with us on Friday. Break him to 59, scored a 60, so he's not going to go up any money, but being a rookie, or well, under rookie, under 300k, sorry. Um, Tim, is he a guy that you might look at as a downgrade option? Yeah, look, I think there's going to be a few rookies that might be on the radar for people this week. Um, we've actually, like, it was looking a little bit dry coming into the buys, but we've kind of had a couple poke their head up. Not, I mean, nothing that looks particularly fantastic, but um, but at the same time, uh, you know, a heartbeat. Yeah. Um, then uh, Brent Daniels went off an injury if anyone's got him. Uh, Angwin's 39 as well. And then Faye came on. Scored a ripping goal, uh, only 17 points. So he can't drop price. Uh, his break, he was 55. But, um, yeah, hopefully he comes into the 22 at some point and becomes uh, something we look at. But, yeah, so let's fly through this last game, Tim, uh, before MJ heads off. Looked like a cracker of a game. Shame I didn't get to watch it. But um, Essendon defeated North by six points at Marvel. Um, just a couple of things to note. Simpkin was concussed, so we'll miss a week. Same with Greenwood. Unlucky for those that brought him in. Uh, looks like he was having a bit of a game as well. Um, and then Shield did a calf. Yeah. Um, I just saw a comment from uh, Mini Mark. Uh, MJ, he said, uh, how's the hair holding up? <laughs> Mate, it's gone just fine. Thank you very much. That's it. Thanks, Mini Mark. I appreciate your work, Harry. Thank you very much. Um, but Zach uh this was oh, – he, he he does my head in it when I don't have him because I don't have him. He goes 150s. I have him. I captain him and he scores 50s. So can't get a read on the guy, but he was uh, amazing. And DC, I know that you're an owner. You brought him in for uh, the unfortunate injury, Callum Mills. But um, by word, he's uh, paid you back uh, for that um, injury. He's been very, very impressive, hasn't he? Yeah, he's been awesome. We we know he can do this, and he's now gone 150 plus in two or three weeks. So, yeah, fantastic in, in particular in that first quarter. It was almost the best quarter of footy I think I've seen anyone play this he, year. He has scored 203 points in 
the quarter, the third quarter and fourth quarter last year when they played North Melbourne, and then the first quarter from this year. It's crazy. Yeah, ridiculous. Um, did cop a pretty solid tag after quarter time from uh, Liam Shields, which did slow him a bit, but. Yeah, a bit. Yeah. Well, it did. Yeah, I mean, well, he it, had yeah. a 68 yeah. point first quarter, I think it was. Yeah, and I think his last quarter was pretty big as well, but he, the middle two quarters weren't that great. So, um, yeah, he's, he's been awesome and, and definitely looks every every bit of a top eight, if not top two or three midfielder. Yeah. Um, a guy that Jet flagged that was a solid option he looked at, uh, Nick Martin, 300s in a row. So he's been very impressive. Simon Caldwell, another 107. So he was a good option for those coaches that looked at him. Aaron Hall, 96, uh, he's broken um, Shizu and Zeebo, that's for sure. Um, more so Zeebo, I think. Uh, it's a bit of an issue moving forward if they all stay in the side. Um, Will Phillips, 90. If any coach have got him, would be very happy with that score, making some uh, good cash there. Ben Hobbs, another 86, uh, another solid score from him. Um, Ridley, an 86, he was solid. Um, and then McGrath here as well. I thought he was going to on track for 100, but he only got the 73, which is good. Uh, Zeebo. Saved himself in the end with a 73. Um, but, yeah, MJ's uh, – him and Sheasel uh, with 64 with Sheasel as well. Is any of those guys, are you looking ahead to maybe moving either on at round 15? Yeah. So, so say my favourite two words, team dependent um, is the key. And then it's also what's your cadence and structure of the moves you make alongside of that. To answer the question simply, can you move them on? Yeah, you absolutely can. Um, they've done their job of what we brought them into our sides, either as starting squads or early in-season trades. So they've definitely done their job. There's absolutely a chance they go back-to-back tons over the next fortnight and you feel a little bit of that pain. Um, but they've done their job now. So you should at least be considering that. Now, it depends what other bullets you might have had or other issues you've got to navigate through. You might not have that luxury. But I think everybody should have a really fluid trading plan over the buys. And if you're an owner of either of these and you're not going, oh, what would my team look like if I trade him at 13, not at the end of 14 or at the end of 12? You've got to have those contingencies. Um, otherwise, you're missing a trick. Yeah, yeah, agreed. Uh, and then George Ward as well. He looks, a, he looks a very, very good player for North. They've nailed their top two picks. So he got a sixty-two. So not um, huge, but yeah, he looks really, really uh, tough and good inside. So he'll be good. Uh, and then shout out to Mini Monk and all those people that jumped on Hugh Greenwood. I know that there was tweets going around that's just, it's just unfortunate bad luck. He looked good. He was on forty-nine uh, before the end of the second quarter, and then copped a heavy hit. Um, looked very much like the Mitch Owens one for a couple of weeks ago. So he was concussed and will miss an unfortunate um, for all those coaches. Just luck, unfortunately. It's just a brutal game of fantasy that we do play. But, yeah, that's the game there. But, uh, MJ, mate, we appreciate you jumping on uh, with us. Um, what are your – you probably don't know your exact trade plans, or if you do, you can let us know. But what are some targets maybe you're looking at coming off the round 12 buy? I already do know my trade plans uh, and Sheasel and Greenwood are all out for me this coming week. But here's, I I do need to go, but I'll give you one that to me is if I could go full mini monk jungle drums, let me do that for you. It's a player that is owned in under 8% of teams. He gets a legacy player that is one of the safest 100 plus performers ever since he's joined the club. He's priced at under $830,000. I feel like this is one of the most relevant pods. (laughs) Uh, It's pretty close. This is where you lead in. Yeah, this is such a... The host with the most. Sydney, St Kilda, Richmond, 
West Coast and Melbourne up to round 18. So statistically, he's got the best run for inside midfielders in the game. Oh, and by the way, he always has this ability of going on runs of 130, 140, 150s for a three, four, five-week stretch, and he hasn't had it this year. Ladies and gentlemen, Lockie Neal needs to be on your radar. Ooh, you've been talking about Lockie Neal for a few weeks now, haven't you, Bars? Yeah, I, I was, and then I looked at all these tags that potentially might come, so that's the only thing that maybe puts a little bit of hesitancy on me, but it's a, definitely an option we've all got to have at least have a look at. So, um, but yeah, MJ says it, mate. It's on yeah, the watch list. Exactly right. But yeah, MJ, mate, what are your trades you're looking at uh, this week? Uh, yeah, so Sheasel is out for me. I've, I've unfortunately uh, gone into Greenwood, so he is also gone for me. And I'm also going to be looking at moving on uh, one of my cows, uh, and I'll be bringing in Sinclair and Neil. Love it, mate. Love those two. Uh, but yeah, mate, we both, me and Tim, and everyone appreciates you jumping on with us. Where can people find uh, you and the coaches panel? Yeah, so you just search uh, at the coaches panel across Twitter, Facebook, Instagram. You'll be able to get in touch with us there. Um, and then if you want to find me, it's just at MJ Want. But appreciate you boys. Appreciate the fine work you do for the community and every single person listening. Hope you had a good week so far. I know there's some great content the boys are about to bring as well. So thanks for letting me jump on and uh, hope you guys have a ripping week. Thanks, Thanks, mate. And then also, where can people find the Patreon as well, mate? Oh, yeah, all the details. It's just patreon.com forward slash coaches panels. So, uh, yeah, if you want to jump in and uh, tip in a couple of bucks and get yourself some bonus content, you're more than welcome to join the fraternity there. Beautiful. Get involved, guys. But, yeah, MJ, appreciate it, mate. No, good luck for the upcoming weeks, mate. Yeah, you guys too. Thank you very much. And uh, well done, DC, on trading into yourself. (laughs) <laughs> Thanks, mate. We know so, who yeah. you really are, mate. Mini Mac me. Yes, yes. I'm actually uh, 205 centimeters. <laughs> well, Thanks, right. MJ. All right. Well, let's do a quick update on the AFL Fantasy Content Creators Cup, proudly brought to you by Infinite Wealth, helping you reach financial goals faster, where winning coaches will get $5,000 for their favorite charity. A reminder there's something special for every coach available, too. Uh, just make sure you head across to infinitewealth.com.au forward slash AFL Fantasy. I'm still getting emails from people saying, hey, Tim, if I go onto your website, the course is three grand. Don't go to the website. Go to forward slash AFL Fantasy. Otherwise, you guys won't be able to get it. Um, but, yeah, it's basically it's, it's a full program, five modules, everything you need to work through your own personal financial uh, circumstances. Um, and, you know, thousands of my clients have said this has kind of been the biggest catalyst for, for change in their financial circumstance. So learn how to pay your mortgage off up to three times faster, save thousands on tax every year, and learn how to build your wealth and replace your income. That's infinitewealth.com.au forward slash AFL Fantasy. All right, boys, let's talk some trade targets. So, DC, let's throw it over to you, mate. Um, who do you reckon are the, the kind of the, the big kind of trade targets looking at for the coming week? Uh, any premium from round 12, basically. Yeah. That that would be my general advice this week. I wouldn't be bringing in any big dollar player that isn't coming off the buy. So let's talk through them, right? So we got well, well we got Brisbane Lions, right? So obviously uh, MJ brought up uh, Lockie Neal um, from uh, Brizzy. Anyone else there from Brizzy, Bales or DC, you think? Uh, so- Dunkley, if you don't have him, I think is the other yeah. obvious one. Yeah. Yeah. That's exactly what I was going to say. Yeah, Dunkley, if you don't have him, but uh, most people do. Um, 
I, I don't know if I could do it with much confidence, but I've heard a few people maybe talking about like a, a rich or something like that. It's a bit cheaper, but I probably couldn't go there. So um, I wouldn't do that. So probably no point in me even saying his name anyway. So I don't know why I did. But uh, on the flip yeah. side, are there any rookies from Brizzy that we should be looking at? Don't think so. I'd I like to so. say they're not a very that, rookie team. Mate, are like, they? Does, does like a sharp come back in, but then are you going to be confident launching into an expensive rookie that's got not very good job security. So, but yeah, hopefully for those coaches that got sharp on their bench still, hopefully he does come in. Um, and yeah, it's probably, right. probably not too many from Brisbane, but Freo though, there's a, I think there's a few. Well, let's talk Freo next. Well, I'm, I'm quite keen on Fife. Um, he's under 450k. Um, you can go probably red dot rookie in a way up to him, but if not, you can go a cheap rookie, maybe like a Van Royen or someone to him. Um, Fife, like he's worst case, he gets injured on a low score, won't count anyway because you can have 22 this week. Um, but there's also the case where you could wait one more week because we're so good this week and you can get him in around 14. So either you boys interested in Fife at all? Uh, I am, that's for sure. Um, I mean, he's probably a bit pricey for what I really want to bring in, but he's definitely going to be, you know, I'm going to be looking at him, that's for sure. DC? Uh, not really, personally. I still think he's going to play a bit of a weird role. He's probably a higher injury risk than I would like to be getting into even during the buy period. Um, and then we just haven't seen the scoring there from him yet either. So, and with restrictions on time and ground. So I'd, I'd probably just want to see something from him first. And yeah, I know he is cheap, yeah. but it's not for me. As you, as, yeah. It could be that option. Yeah. You wait one week, if he scores a 90 or a hundred this week, then maybe you launch in round 14. Um, Matt Johnson, I'm really uh, – yeah. if you don't have him, I'm very keen on. I know Jet launched into him last week, so he would be one that if he's named, I think it's going to be a popular downgrade option. Uh, any of you boys interested in uh, Luke Ryan or, or Hayden Young back there at all? No, but I am interested in Brayshaw. Yeah, well, he'll be probably the most traded in premium if you can get up to him. Um, so probably don't need to say he's an option because uh, mm. he's a very, very, very good option. But, yeah, any of those defenders? Um, maybe if it suits your structure. Yeah, I, I think they'll be thereabouts. Um, it's just, yeah, it's still quite pricey and they're not necessarily going to be a lock for top six. So it's it's not necessarily the most attractive one to me. But, yeah, I agree with Tim. I think Brayshaw or, or Sarong, if you don't have him as well, are, are closer to being top eight in their line. Yeah, yeah, I agree. And then, Tim, the final two teams for the buy? Well, we'll start with Saints. I mean, there's probably a couple of interesting players for us to talk about here. So, obviously, we'll start with the, the main one, Jack Steele. Um, I mean, obviously, wasn't too great in the lead-up to his buy, but uh, is he a target after his buy with a week off? I think you probably want to wait a week, having owned him from for the last four rounds, I think. I think he's put up one tonne in that time, uh, and pretty much everything else has been a 70 or an 80, so... Still didn't look as though he was 100% in that final game pre-buy. I'm hoping that the buy is going to freshen him up. So I obviously held him. But I'd be pretty nervous about trading into him. I think coming into this round, I'd be going a Sarong, Brayshaw, even a Neil over yeah. him and, and just watch for a week. Yeah, I agree. I've, I've owned, I have couldn't have said any better myself. I own Steele as well, the same length that uh, DC has. And yeah, he's just... It's just not 100%, I don't think. But Sydney are one of his favourite teams scoring against averages, I think, near 116. But obviously, uh, that doesn't it doesn't mean much if he's carrying something. So hopefully, he's fine and can bounce back. He's an option, but yeah, not one I'd be going into with a lot of confidence. So the other one would be Sinclair. I'm very, Sinclair's very keen. A target? Yeah, I'm very keen on him. I don't think I'll personally be able to go up to Brayshaw, 
I just don't think I have the funds to get there. I with the English this week, I just preferred to lock English in over Brayshaw, but he's a um, obviously Brayshaw great option. But Sinclair for me is more in my price range. I think that I'll be looking for. So, what do you think yeah. about Sinclair DC? Um, yeah, I'm a fan. We we haven't seen the same really high floor from him this year. We've seen a few of those lower scores, which makes me a little nervous that if you jump on him on him at the wrong time and he goes a couple of 70s, he could burn you a bit. Um, but he's certainly shown that he's still on his day and an absolute gun and, and has got a ceiling as good as any of the defenders this year. So I don't, I don't mind it, but he's not one that I'm going to be going out of my way to get this week personally. And he has yeah, got I'm... Sydney this week as well, which he could copper Ryan Clark tag maybe. I just I don't, I don't feel for me like I've seen enough with Sinclair to have the confidence in that role, um, but that's just me. Um, anyone else from the Saints? Is is Brad Crouch? I know Brad Crouch is a bit a bit frustrating, but he's very cheap. Is any is is he maybe an option that we could look at if you can't get up to anyone that's maybe a bit pricey? Look, I mean, I think for me, I mean, this is probably a bit more strategy focused. It's you know we got buy rounds, right? We got three trades. Um, you know, if you're ever going to be able to get up to your big dogs, this is the week that you do it, um, or these are the weeks that you do it. So, you know, I'm just I'm a bit hesitant about going these players that you kind of think are kind of like I don't know fifty fifty or a bit risky. I think, you know, just middle um, middle of the road, yeah, yeah, yeah. I think you know we should uh, we should be looking to bring in you know top top six, top eight in their line. Um, and you know, I mean, obviously, we've got to try and navigate the, the red dots and the in the, the buy structure, right? But um, but apart from that, you want to be bringing in big dogs. Yeah, I agree. And then if you don't have Marshall as well, he's obviously a great option, um, especially sure. for people that maybe held a Darcy and had an English. Maybe you're waiting the week to get Marshall, so that's obviously a trade I'd make. But then the other one, if we forgot to mention, Frio, depending on how long ja- uh, Darcy's out for, Jackson's another guy that I'm looking at as a to bring in my forward line. Um, so he'd be one that you could look at as well. Yeah, same kind of thing as what we just talked about, right? I mean, Darcy, I mean, there's there's also talk of potentially Darcy being back this week, right? Well, I think Zave said that he was out for at least a month. Oh, okay. On the yeah, sure. so I don't, I don't, but then some people are saying he's going to be back May around for him, so I don't know. It's very mixed reporting. It's you know. moderate length. So to me, that's probably longer than two yeah. weeks or a week. Um, so I would, Not, I would expect yeah. it's probably a standard three or four-week hamstring. Yeah. Well, speaking of injured players potentially coming back, let's turn to the next team, uh, Sydney. Um, do we expect to see a Callum Mills, do you think? or I think round 14 we can maybe maybe at the earliest. I don't think yeah. we play this week, but maybe round 14 or 15. So yeah. he could be a guy that you, you launch into in round maybe post-buy, round 16 maybe, depending when he comes back. Because he's got to break into 150 or 140 odd. So um, I don't know if you boys agree with that. But then again... That's the best you can get to in round fifteen. He comes back, then you could launch. But yeah, I'd yeah. probably let him play one game as yeah. well before jumping on him. Just make sure he gets through the comeback game. Um, his price will probably drop a bit, and then you can jump back on after that. Yeah, agreed. Anyone interested in Lloyd at all? He's he's been very solid. You're probably getting what you pay for, uh, but he could be around the top six the way he's going. He's, Anyone he's interested? Actually, been sneakily good all year, um, and he's hardly cop dimension. Um, but he's, I've had him in draft. He's been good, eh? Yeah, well, we picked him up. I remember that mock draft, uh, the, the Brez Magic one we did at the start of the year. We picked up Lloyd, and um, I've just seen he just keeps getting it done. So, yeah. Mm. He's, uh, he's kind of a similar boat to Sinclair, certainly Ryan and Young, where they've, they're they all solid, 
and Sinclair's maybe a slight step above, but I'm not sure they're absolute locks for the top six. So it's a lot of money to spend on someone that isn't hugely discounted, um, but may also not be the top in the line. Yeah. Is anyone paying up for Golden if like for non-owners out there, or is he just too expensive that you more probably well you'd either go for one Brayshaw, but if people already got Brayshaw, maybe go for a Sarong or someone a bit cheaper. Yeah, I think yeah. if you haven't if you haven't got him, just wait for that that price to drop a, again a little bit. I, I think. Um, having said that, if you're if you're stacked in the forward line for round fifteen, you might need to bring in a, a round twelve player there. Was it yeah. Mitch that traded out? Golden this week? Yeah, yeah. So he went him down. I, I didn't actually mind that play because if you're looking, if you look at like the stock market, there's always like you, you buy low, sell high, and he's probably a sell high guy. So if you're in a position where you could, you could have gone him down. I didn't mind the move, um, but going to the goal, he obviously didn't quite pan out. But um, but yeah, he's very expensive. Um, is anyone I don't like bringing in this guy? He's done my head in for years, and he's done all their heads in for years. But with that round fifteen for our forwards, is Isaac Heaney an option? to bring it at a cheap price to get you through the buys um, with all that carnage around 15? Or, Tim, you said before, you're just trying to get I those guys at the top. I just trades like this. Like the, yeah. that. I mean, I've had him a couple of times in the past and he just doesn't – he's not someone I want to own. If he was see? 150K cheaper, I think I'd look at it, um, particularly with Parker and Mills out um, this week. But – yeah, he's probably just a bit too awkward. I think he's just under seven hundred k, so not a huge amount of value there. And if he keeps sitting forward, then yeah, you, you know, on any given week, he can drop a fifty. Yeah, yeah, agreed. Uh, I think that's it. I think that's all the players and teams, boys. Unless you guys, awesome. Can yeah. Well, no. Um, look, actually, one of the things I just realised I did, I kind of did the promo for the uh, the AFL. Uh, I was going to say that content, but I didn't yeah. actually update anyone about how <laughs> any of the teams went. Um, so I'll do a quick update on that. So just from a scoring point of view, we only had three coaches that went over 2,000. So just to give you a bit of an idea about where Palm might have been. Um, yeah, so it was obviously by rounds, lowest scoring rounds. Um, and I'm also going to give a, just a bit of an update on the top eight. Um, from an overall point of view, please keep in mind Lockout hasn't lifted. So this is just my best um, you know, attempt the top eight, I may get it wrong. Um, so forgive me if I do screw someone over. But uh, we're starting at eighth, uh, Nathan from uh, Nathan uh, the Ober Mullets from Hat Chat uh, ranked just under six and a half thousand. Uh, seven is Louis uh, from um, Pod Pod, who's ranked basically about just over five and a half thousand. Uh, Stato is now uh, two thousand eight hundred and twenty-one, so still inside the top three thousand. Uh, Destroy is. Just inside the top two and a half thousand, two four six six. Uh, Miller uh, has moved into, I think that's third position uh, at two thousand three hundred and fifty four. Uh, in second is Sanch. Uh, oh, hang on, not second. Sorry, third is um, Sanch at eleven sixty three. So just outside the top thousand. Um, who let the dogs out? Uh, Mitch is inside the top thousand. He was a, a he had a good uh, good week this week. Uh, Eight fifty two, uh, and order is restored. I am once again leading my own competition um, at uh, six fifty three. So yeah, that's where we're at for the overall rankings of the AFL Fantasy Content Creators Cup. Uh, we'll probably start updating on how we go on head to head after the buy rounds. I think. 
I think the most important stat that you missed, though, Tim, was I was the second highest scorer leading into today. So, oh, really? Uh, really? Yeah, yeah. And then oh, uh, I, I a bad mean, Sunday. I see that, mate. Yeah, apologies, yeah. mate. But that. I got a win. I got a win. So um, I'm very happy with that. Back on Good. back on track, maybe. We'll see, mate. We'll see. Been a tough, <laughs> been a tough year for Bales. Oh, mate. Been been uh, screwed over plenty of times. Uh, I'm All sure right. there's coaches out that have been more, but uh, yeah, not a great year so far. But hopefully, bounce back with the other buys. Well, let's quickly run through uh, run through player requests. Uh, I was going to throw out there a, a bit of a um, uh, well, you know, a joke about the Patreon and paying for uh, um, MJ's hair care routine. Uh, Mini Monk has put a question in the, the Twitter space there, so shout out to him. Um, am I crazy to be looking bringing in Fife with? Uh, it'll be JVR Hout. Yeah, John, we were talking about Fifey there, so hopefully that covers that. Uh, Got him all through. Yeah. All right. I think. Are we on YouTube tonight, mate? Any people there? Um, yes, we are. And it's uh, the audio is working, which is great. We've got fifty-two people listening. Uh, fifty-three people tuning in. So appreciate that. I'll quickly. Scroll Looks like we've through. covered up everyone uh, on the Twitter spaces. So you have a look at that, and I'll start yeah. doing the. Uh... Yeah, I, th- I think. I, th- I think looking here. Ben was saying about Ethan Hughes, but I'm not sure if Ethan Hughes is an option to to be looking at, unfortunately. Um, Anyone else, people, mate? People, yeah, people just saying about Briggs. Is he an option? So, uh, Tim, I'll probably that, go, yeah. to, I'll go to you. But what are your thoughts on Briggs, Tim? Oh, like I said, I think last week was the week. Um, I think MJ said if it wasn't last week, it was after round 15. Um, I mean, maybe if you held um, Darcy, you might do that move. But, um, but yeah, I think... I, I just don't know that it's going to apply to most people with, you know, the rucks, ruck lineups that we've got. Maybe Darcy owners from last week, but that's about it. Yeah. Um, we've got one here. Connor said, uh, do, does Cripps have to go? So he's got Paddy Cripps. So he's got around 15 by and he hasn't been doing too great. Is he a move on DC? Sorry, mate. Just missed that one. Can you that? Uh, oh, again? Uh, Paddy Cripps. He's got that around 15 by. Is he a move on? He's been a bit disappointing. Yeah, probably. Yeah. He's been well short of where he was last year and, and well short of a top eight. So, yeah, I think you can probably go. Yeah, yeah, agreed. And I'll just do this one here as well. James Crabb said uh, Hayden Young or Jack Sinclair. Is it Sinclair? Uh, what's the price difference? Oh, yeah. It's about, I think it's about 40-ish K from um, from memory. I've just got to get the price Hayden up Young here. Hayden Young is 7.98. I think Sinclair's at 8.30. Yeah, probably Sinclair then. It's not a big enough difference to worry about. Yeah, yeah, great. That's it. That's it. Looking through the live chat, I'll answer awesome. any any like head dead questions yep. uh, post. If anyone wants to move from Twitter over there, or if anyone's on YouTube, stick around just after I answer some questions post uh, the Twitter space. Well, let's uh, throw out a big thanks to our guest DC mate. Thanks for joining us this week. Um, where can people find you? No, thank you, guys. Good to be on again. Uh, yeah, you can find me at DC Caterpillars and you can find the podcast at Hatchat AFL. Awesome. And if Beautiful. you don't subscribe, make sure you subscribe and get along and give them a, a massive review. The boys are awesome and we appreciate you guys always coming on and uh, helping us review the rounds. Um, thanks for joining us. And in particular, those uh, thanks for those that sending questions. Um, of course, you can send your questions to us on Twitter. Please follow us along at AFL Fantasy Fans. And don't forget to tune in each week. Uh, well, firstly, for our pre-lockout um, chat, normally at around about 
4 o'clock Australian Western Standard Time, yep, 6, 6 Eastern Time yep. on a Friday. Um, and then, of course, we've got our live Twitter space on a Sunday um, after the, the final siren uh, where we're going to review the rounds. Uh, and if you don't catch us live, you can always listen to these spaces on the AFL Fantasy Fanatics podcast, wherever you get your podcasts. Please subscribe to the pod and please give us a five-star review. Bales, mate, where can people find you? At Bales DT and truly Bales HD on YouTube. Uh, and then just for you guys, well, just ask both of you what your early trade thoughts are. So, Tim, I should go to you first, mate. Have you got any idea what you're doing or who you're looking at targeting? Uh, look, I think Brayshaw will be the one that I want to be bringing in. I'm not entirely sure how I'm going to do it, but um, we'll wait for lockout to lift and I'll start flicking people around. DC, what are your, have you got any early trade plans at all? Yeah, I think as I said earlier, Atkins will be one of my outs. Not entirely sure who the others will be yet, but I'll be targeting either Brace or if I can get to him, otherwise Neil. Yeah, and then mine, I'll be bringing in probably Harvey Harrison will be the one. He's got that round 14 by um, with a few injuries. Um, I might look at him. Uh, I was looking at five, but maybe thinking about it, maybe I'll just wait a week. Um, and then bring him in around 14 if he looks good. Ben Keys is an option I've looked at, but he's a good flag from MJ that I may um, just maybe not worry about it. And then, yeah, if I get, I want to get one, at least one of Brayshaw, Sarong, Sinclair, or Lockie Neal. They're probably the ones. I want at least one of those guys in my side. So, Tim, where can the people find you, mate? Tim Guest AU. Beautiful. And then you can sign us off, mate. Awesome. Well, thanks a lot, guys, for listening in. I hope everyone has a great week, and we'll catch you all again at the same time next week. Thanks, guys. See ya. See ya.